women 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 are powerful women are remarkable In today's Yorona podcast episode, I will have a quick discussion about how women's images have been controlled on screen and have also impacted their outside life outside of the screen. I'll be focusing on Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow's portrayal as a superhero figure. I begin today by acknowledging the Motobunkatoku people, traditional custodians of the land on which I stand today, and I pay my respects to the elders past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders peoples here today. For a long time, women have been suffering of objectification, oppression, battery, bullying on screen. The beginning of the creation of film, The Silent Era, showed the mastery expression all emotions and feelings through the eyes, leading to a confined to the past judge as a naive character or a historic relic. Women who watch film stars on screen had to force to identify with that. Showing women as passive objects to be looked as parts, not as holes. Butchering women into tasty edits, such as the showing the classical pan up from toe to lips. A considered aesthetic in classical Hollywood cinema. Laura Murphy's 1975 manifesto, Visual Pleasure and Narrative Cinema, explains this how women have to fight the unconscious structure depicted as their pleasure looking women as image man as bearer of the look constructed through the cinematic camera convention which is still being used today unconsciously we are seeing the majority of film as the male gaze through the camera women's bodies are cast as to give pleasure through voyeuristic and fetishistic forms of scrupophilia pleasuring in looking limiting the possibilities for female spectators imagining herself to be. The golden age of Hollywood is known for creating the star system with supplements controlling still images, posters and photo shoots, framed to set up and controlled desire to capture and poses the image. The filmic poses with other forms in media culture works together as a false image, which is what to be what it means to be sexy, what it means to be well known, what it means to get to the top. Pouty lips, eyes wise, leaning cleavage into the camera. Classic images that are made for the public consumption. As time has evolved, technology coming as a dominant factor contributing to everyday lives, so does the image of the woman, and somewhat becoming one of the dominant drivers in Hollywood film industry for economic purposes, moving it to the centre of global popular culture, establishing uh, social relations to audience by attracting clientele along the way. 
A very noticeable is Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe started back in 2008. I see it as a double-edged sword, incredible for fan service like Easter eggs and crossovers. However, there are times that I see the same action film over and over with the same color palette. However, I do want to talk how I previously mentioned collecting and gathering clientele along the way. I feel Marvel has not really achieved as much of it. I have uh, for the hope for the first female superhero lead. I do want to exclude the character of Pepper Potts played by Gwyneth Paltrow. She doesn't really cast in the spotlight as a hero form. She does, however, appear, appear... here in later Marvel Phase 3 films as a superhero form, Um, but we don't see a lot of the transformation on screen. I was referring about Scarlett Johansson playing Black Widow first appeared in 2010's Iron Man 2. Scarlett Johansson, an actress is known for in the 2003's Lost in Translation, 2013 Her, 2019 Jojo Rabbit and 2019 Marriage Story and most recognisable playing the character Black Widow in the MCU for over a decade. The reason why I bring up Black Widow's figure is the concerning issues of hypersexual figures which has involved to maximise the marketplace revenue. Yes, superhero films have a therapeutic value and I do enjoy them very much but it's it's how it's the way Johansson become an object in the moving image. Black Widow, as much as I try to grasp her character in the past, I couldn't get along the hype train. I feel like there were missed opportunities and may come to creative differences and the producers, directors' visions. And you do not want to discredit or discourage the original creator's form from away from the too much fans service taking over and control the direction however it's the first direction of black widow um portrayal was considered not is not my considered my liking it was too sexual in her first appearance in 2010's iron man 2 yes black widow is an exotic looking person but we do but we don't see more layers more human features They do appear later on in the MCU, but in Iron Man 2, obviously, if you all know, there were troubles in the behind the scenes, um, especially the restrictions of the production. They got the greenlit film right after Iron Man 1, so obviously there's a balance to it, which obviously happens in later films as this um, what is a good balance between certain characters shown on screen. And there's a certain situation in behind the scenes when the costume with Black Widow. Um, yes, the costume is very nice. I would say it's powerful, but it was the way that the um, the person who created the costume said, like, "Oh, the direction is that we're going to slowly reveal you at the beginning towards the end of the film." And I felt that a bit concerning because it was just the way that's. Scarlet's face just reacted to it. She looked a bit disappointed. Black Widow is a very powerful superhero, but I feel like there's a certain way that there's lacking into it, especially in the MCU. Yes, 
Black Widow has this vibe of youthfulness, but it's also it just talks about like fair enough if the if um, Black Widow's character was shortcutted and um, and obviously we would have to focus on Iron Man's story arc. I guess that would say um, fair enough if that's what happens. But it's the um, it's the recent release of the Black Widow solo film that I I'm. I'm not concerned with the turnout because one, um, the character's technically dead in the MCU. Um, so audience already knew it was going to be a flashback film, which would have been hard to fit into the timeline without any previous references in the um, MCU, MCU movies. Um, two, add poor timing of the release of the film because of COVID, um, they had multiple reschedules and also the box office lawsuit with um, Disney and Scarlett Johansson. That's going to be very interesting to see in the future. Um, number three, it's the MCU film schedules, um, putting this Marvel solo film first before Black Widow, which was very interesting. I think I was first, how I would say it. Um, uh, Okay, so point out, I, 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 I guess some people will be disappointed in Miss Marvel. I was looking forward to her. I knew she was a very powerful character. There's obviously different versions of her throughout the film. So I meant the like, comic book universe. But it was very interesting how they're going to present it. Because she's, um, I did not know until later on that it was set in the 90s. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be very interesting. But moving on from there. It was very, it was very interesting how audience reacted that Ms. Marvel's going to get a solo film before Black Widow, and because the reason why they chose a Marvel, uh, a female lead superhero film is because it was caused, it was a catalyst from DC's choice doing um 2017's Wonder Woman, and it was very interesting how DC did it before Marvel, and only DC released about two films before Wonder Woman, I think. I remember and Marvel already released what 12 superhero films so it was very interesting the reason why and um why they had to do Miss Marvel rather than like they already had superhero lead right there that audience already have some familiarity with her and anyway, moving on so um it obviously lead to this big loss to gather a big audience following, especially for the young female audience. Personally, I tried to cry with Black Widow when she died. Um, I just had that lost connection. Maybe by this time, I was not really had that deep connection with Black Widow, which I think Marvel's missed out a lot with um, certain um, people, or especially young girls. I would say all young, young women. Anyway, so um, it's obviously, as I previously mentioned, it comes down to the balance of the characters and the screen time. Obviously, we had Iron Man figure all throughout the MCU and has this arc and stuff. So it was very interesting how, yes, she's she um, died, but it did not have, I thought it would have that much impact. Like, I wouldn't have had the same reaction when the Avengers found out that Black Widow died, which is very, um, I think they, again, a missed opportunity, um, I didn't, yeah. I think people were upset, but at the same time, I didn't think they had much impact 
for crying out loud like you you had this character throughout the mcu and when she dies people were like for me it's like she died i didn't have much connection to her i think they just you know moving on from there um but recently i do like the turn of black widow's what if um series uh the especially with episode three it reminded me how black widow's past features was shown and as it was referred throughout the mcu um and it was just nicely different alternative obviously what if is an animation series it's most probably easy to animate with action movements but it's quite interesting and it showed me like the whole it reminded me a bit of the winter soldier vibes but yeah it was just quite interesting anyway moving on from there um Back to what I stated, Black Widow's represented image has been misrepresented for consumers towards upon Scarlet's actual real-life image, which some insistence sort of formed a typecast. We've seen with the past with Marilyn Monroe being a notable figure, trying to break free in the typecast of Dumb Blonde. I wouldn't say Johansson has struggled with typecast, rather it's the instance of on-screen can blur with real life. Um, let me explain. If you don't know, if you can't, if you are, I'll try to explain uh, best as I can, but I'm in 2006 Golden Globes, and this is before, obviously, with Black Widow. Um, she, it was, it was an instance that Scarlet was becoming a rising star I would say in the uh the Hollywood industry but when she was in the red carpet um it was this instance that um she pretty much I don't want to label but she was it was she was sexually assaulted but it was more like an interviewer touched her boobs and she was just a bit frozen she was in a way in a bad way laughing it off but it was it was an not not blaming Scarlet. I'm not. It was more like when someone touches you, and obviously I know how that feels. It's like a bit of a shock, and you like don't know what to do in that situation because obviously with her, she was getting interviewed, and there's obviously cameras facing her, so it was quite interesting how. And it was just, and obviously that was just that was interesting how her figure was sort of being molded to a sex figure and it's really I don't want to say yeah sex figure on screen like she's a gorgeous woman we can if she's a gorgeous woman we can see on screen we might as well touch it as well she's not it she's a woman that's the thing that's the thing that people are not noticing to today um and also it talks about um when she was playing the Black Widow she had all these interview um, questions about how much did you eat how much you exercise and she obviously noted that I'm not getting the fun questions where's my fun questions and it's just disappointing like this is what she faced for a long time when she played the Black Widow over the 10 years and I just didn't understand with that interviewer like I couldn't I, I, I don't understand like the interviewer thought it was okay to do that um, so much, not much has changed over Scarlett Johansson's um, Black Widow portrayal and the interaction between consumers. Johansson is a woman and she's not an action figure that is mal- malleable or bendable for others' pleasure. She gets paid for doing a role and yet years and years she is continually narrowly defined by her body. 
because she played a superhero that is constructed that way. Makes sense, right? It's, it, yeah, man. And I'm not saying it makes sense for people to do it. It makes sense that this is what's happening. You market her body to be that way so people can interact with her like that way. And it's becoming like she's a piece of paper that we can write stuff on and we can make her. And, and Or it's like on the screen. We can bend her this way. But in a real figure, she's obviously doing her job. And... um. And she's just one example. Obviously, there's a plenty long list of actresses on screen are confined like this way. And it's not only recently bring an economic value to stars, especially using actresses. Now, this, there's this concept that people um, put value into stars. And and it's just it's concerning how much you put a, like a price market on them. So people... So Hollywood obviously pay a lot to, for stars to be in their films. So it's like, how do we value these stars? And and I understand with audiences, they do value stars. Like I do admire actors and actresses on screen and I would also go to see them. And, and it's interesting that people have these certain reactions with certain stars because they value them that way because they were marketed that way. Um, so they'll go at lengths to see them on the screen just to, just to see them at a solo project or a collaboration with a certain studio. And it was only considerably highly valued. And it's also if you marketed that way and they were marketed for all right old retirees being brought out to vote and I'm referring to the old school award shows that no one watches anymore and has low relevance to today and it's and it's obviously brings if they're marketed this value um then everyone should value them highly above certain other films anyway so it's all about this marketing scheme it's a Ponzi scheme but it's it's it is what it is and I wish just yeah it's 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 not disappointing rather it's not surprising how this how hollywood is worked in real life anyway so um as i mentioned one of the many problems uh women face on screen have to face the understanding of power and pleasure and the controlling image at the the controlling stars image Hollywood, maybe or maybe not in a few years, will be widely considered old-fashioned and is in need of change of the concept of blockbuster revenue and has awakened due to the disruption of COVID, which in some ways I hope they do change, but I highly doubt it because people want to go back to to the old ways, the novels. They, um, I think people are not grasping change. I think people do not like change. And also, I hope uh, Hollywood need to understand they they can't keep redoing the same films over and over again just to get that money out. You can throw all your money at something, but you can't, it's hard to get back from from that. So it's just quite interesting. And it's interesting with the growing use of social media being the influence to market as well is to fast-paced activity information sharing. And it also shares... And it's good in a way. I'm glad. Like even though there's a there's negative aspects of social media, it just shows some 
shares the light of the Me Too movement and the Time's Up in Hollywood. And not only continuation of feminist movements, but as well mentoring young women towards confidence and self-empowerment, taking control of their image. And with that, we are seeing the rise of the fragment pieces of women um, on in images on screen are slowly putting together. Seeing women women lead shows like Insecure, The Handmaiden's Tale, Glow, The Queen's Gamut, and many more, bring the female's gaze to the small screen and large screen. Truly, I am looking forward to see these voices breaking free and pushing the pushing the limits perceived upon them because women are powerful and they are remarkable. Thank you for listening to this episode. I do want to point out that this is one of many parts continued series on women. Um, So thank you again and hopefully you come along this ride and hope you all have a nice day and obviously stay safe.